Hey, I'm Mike Tom with Colleen Hood. Welcome to another episode of Connections. Today, an important topic. Today, we'll talk to the founder of a ministry that empowers the church to support adoptive and foster families. It might spark an idea in you to start a similar ministry in your own church. Or if you are an adoptive or a foster family, we'll provide you with some resources to help your family thrive. Jen Ranter Hook is the founder of a ministry called Replanted. They offer churches some key ways to provide a sustainable ministry that provides crucial support to adoptive and foster families. Jen, how did Replanted come to be? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I was born and raised in Canada on a dairy farm, actually, which is really fun. And I uh, knew that I wanted to work with kids, so I went to grad school for clinical psychology so that I could help uh, kiddos experience healing and whatever they had had happen in their lives. And it was after I had attended grad school that I got a job offer to work in the foster care system in Illinois. And so I started working with kids and doing trauma counseling uh, with kids impacted by foster care and also with birth parents who were trying to reunify with their their kids. And so it was just during that time that I just saw, you know, our kids have been through so much and so have our families. And I just saw the church, um, you know, really recognizing and seeing that the cause of the fatherless is important to the heart of God, but not a lot of churches were doing much after that message. And, um, and that's where we saw that support was just so needed by the church for our families. And so then, yeah, God just put it on my heart to start replanted and empower local churches to support families in more tangible ways. So, yeah, back in like 2011, we started replanted and uh, we went, became a national ministry a couple years ago. So, What was that like feeling God calling you to something and then like thinking through and taking the steps? Like, am I actually going to do this? Can I do that? What was that experience like? Yeah, you know, honestly, it was kind of terrifying. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, when I was working with the kiddos, it, it was just really breaking my heart seeing just how much grief and loss um, and hurt that they had experienced. And then sitting with families that felt, you know, the church was so enthusiastic when they said they were going to adopt or foster. And then, you know, a few months in when reality hit expectations and you know, when our kiddos have experienced trauma, there's a lot of emotional behavioral challenges that can be a part of that. Yeah. So I just was like, goodness, the church needs to do more. And so, you know, I, I felt really called by God to stay actually in the U.S. Um, and so that was really affirming that I, you know, I wasn't an adoptive or foster parent myself. And so I, there was a lot of times where I felt like, what am I doing? You know, <laughs> and feeling like maybe God has a good sense of humor, right? Where yeah. I'm like, I have no, what am I, like, what am I doing? Uh, trying to support families, but yeah. You said one of the important words. It's a key word that I know somebody's called to God when they experience this, and that's the word terrifying. You know that God's <laughs> calling you when it's terrifying because yeah. he doesn't call you to do simple, easy things. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Exactly. So, yeah, I, and, you know, I think at that time, too, I remember my pastor had given a sermon, and one of the one of the messages he had said was, God did not make a mistake when he chose you. And so I really had to just rest in the confidence of, hey, like, I, I really want to empower local churches. I want to be the hands and feet of Christ to our families, and so I'm just going to be open to that and, you know, see what happens, and Jesus, take the wheel, because <laughs> I'm, <laughs> you know, feel sometimes, you know, it's really hard. It can feel really overwhelming, but... Um, I think that's when you know you're doing you're doing God's work, right? And that's that's a really cool thing. And it's been really awesome to see families come together and be supported by the church and find their best friends. And our kids too are finding friends that understand their journey and experience. You know, this is 
our, our kids have had to wrestle with a lot, right? Some of them yeah. don't know their birth families at all. Some of them in foster care, their parents weren't able to experience healing and get them back, right? And so then they've had to wrestle with, like, well, why didn't my parents do what they needed to do? Like, did they not love me enough to get me back, right? And so there's there's just so much complexity in what our kids have been through, right? And so to to show up and be the church and say, hey, I see you, I love you, we're going to walk alongside you and love you through this, I, I think is really powerful and really beautiful. Jen, how did Replanted become a national ministry? Yeah, so we started in 2011 in the Chicago area, and so we, we just saw that um, support is such a key in helping families thrive. And so we really wanted to just be very practical how we supported families. And so we knew there's kind of three areas of support that are very helpful. One is informational support, and that just means like trainings and various things that help parents understand how to meet the needs of their kids, right? So understanding how trauma impacts our kids. Our kids have experienced a lot of abuse and neglect or, you know, a substance exposure in utero. They might have been, you know, in orphanages where there wasn't a lot of adults. Um, you know, supervision, and so they weren't getting a lot of that nurturing connection that a lot of us thrive on when we're developing our attachment. And so, you know, that was a key, right? So we wanted to be able to offer informational support. We do conferences and things like that to help our parents understand what our kids have been through. And then information, or sorry, tangible support is another area. So adoption is expensive. You know, it can be upwards of 30 dollars wow. right? And so how can we help our families, you know, with their adoption costs. And I know many families that have had to take second mortgages out on their homes and, you know, whatnot to, to pay for their adoptions. Or if you even think about foster care, you might get a call from a caseworker and then all of a sudden, two hours later, you have three kids in your home and you didn't have a crib and you didn't have like a little bed um, for a five-year-old. And so uh, all of a sudden you can have a, a huge amount of resources that you need at a quick amount of time. So another area that we wanted to provide was tangible resources. And then the other area is the spiritual emotional support. So we wanted to create opportunities where families could come and be understood and be authentic with their journeys uh, and and just experience a lot of grace and safety and be able to be vulnerable uh, in those journeys. And so we we created a small group model, and that's really what we do to help uh, empower local churches and organizations to to meet the needs of families. That, that's one area we saw that was really underdeveloped. And so we have helped replicate our group model that we developed in Chicago, around the U.S. and in Canada as well, to help just bring our families together in these relationships. And we do, you know, we write a, a, a curriculum to help the adults um, just through what they've been through and just the discipleship around it. Uh, but we also do it for the kids. Because, like I said, our kids have been through a lot as well. I remember one of my little foster kiddos, you know, he didn't want his foster parents to pick him up from school because he was afraid his friends were going to ask questions and he didn't know how to answer them. Mm. And so it's really great to bring our kids together, too, where they can say, hey, yeah, me too, I understand what you've been through. Um, A lot of our kids really look forward (laughs) to our groups, which is really cool. And I think that's the beautiful thing about being the body of Christ when we can come together and be unified. Um, and be in relationship with each other. So, you know, that's, that's how we started out. So we started in Chicago, and we just said, hey, we're not going to encourage families to adopt or foster unless we have a support system to plug them into, because what was happening was a lot of families were saying yes, and then reality would hit with, like, the trauma our kids have been through, and it was hard, and they would feel so alone, or honestly, yeah. sometimes really judged and criticized. And sometimes churches actually were the source of the hurt, which is really heartbreaking, you know, where... 
they'd be like, hey, we can't meet the needs of your, your child in Sunday school, so we have to ask that they not attend or that you be present. And yeah. the message of the church is say, hey, we love you and we love your family so much, and we know this is such an important calling from God on your family that we're going to do whatever it takes to meet your needs and to love your family well, right? That should always be the message of the church. And so... Some pretty incredible things happen when you do that too, right? And it might be messy and difficult and it might take a year or two years, but eventually, like those kids or the families that are experiencing these difficulties, like it works wonders in their lives, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. It it really does, right? And I think that's where we've seen like, hey, when we can bring our families together in relationship, really show up as the church and support them, you know, we, we see that they're really able to persevere. They feel the love of God that we're, you know, we've experienced so much grace from God freely given. We don't, we've never done anything to earn it or deserve it, but we should be also giving that to our families and to our kids. And so, you know, a lot of times our kids get really misunderstood or mislabeled as bad or, you know, deregulated hard kids, right? And, but we're missing that, hey, they've experienced really hard things, you know, and so we really we really need to show up and love our families well because that's what Christ does for us. And so, you know, I think there's a really powerful opportunity there. And so that's really where our heart came in and we just said, hey, we really want to empower churches. And there's a lot of churches that want to do something and they just don't know how or where to start. And so we said, hey, we're going to help people replicate and do um, you know, what we've been able to do in Chicago to, to support our families so that they can continue to say yes uh, to the journey and, and yes to, to children coming into their home, knowing that they've got they've got people alongside them that are holding their arms up when they're tired and weary, you know. Jen, what is it like when families are supported by the church? Yeah, you know, I, I think we just see families just so moved, like moved to tears almost. You know, we that's one of the stories you even share, you know, the uh, in the Old Testament, right? You have the story of Moses, Aaron, and Ur, where when Moses grew weary, his arms were falling, and as long as Aaron and Ur held up his arms, they were winning, right? And so that's, I think that's the power of the church, right? When we can say to our families, like, hey, we know this journey is hard. There's going to be times where you feel like, you know, you're in way in over your head and you can't do this anymore, but we want to hold your arms up, and we're going to, we're going to walk alongside you. And I think, for families that have felt over in over their heads or haven't been able to do it, to still say, hey, we love you just as you are. We love you no matter what. We're here for you, and God's grace is sufficient for all of this. You know, that that's the message, right? And so we're really trying to swing away from that, you know, the judgment or criticism that sometimes we can, you know, give. Because what happens then when we do that is our families repel and they isolate. And when they're isolated and alone in their journeys, you know, their marriages, their family life, all of that suffers, right? And so I think, you know, we need to kind of reverse that and have seek to understand what our families have been through and how trauma impacts our kids so that we can love our families well. You're taking everything now that you've learned and everything from your ministry and you've uh, put this into a book now. Can you tell us about your book called Replant It? Yeah, so we, we wanted to write a book that really kind of got everybody on the same page because there is such a uniqueness to the adoption and foster journey that I think a lot of us don't really know. Um, and also there's a uniqueness to parenting as well, kids who have experienced trauma. And so we wanted to write a book that equipped families to understand the joys and the beauty of choosing adoption and foster care, but then also the reality, right? We wanted people to go in eyes wide open um, as well. So our book unpacks trauma and attachment. You know, we, we talk about using wisdom and discernment um, and, and, you know, the, choosing the adoption foster care journey. But the big thing we also do is we talk about support. So you cannot do this alone. 
we weren't meant to do life alone. We're, you know, we were meant to do life in a relationship. And so we, we talk about how families can find support. So we have chapters devoted to where to find it, how to get it. Um, and then we also talk about, as churches or individuals, support systems for families, how to offer support that's helpful and not hurtful, you know, what to, what to offer, how to do it. So it's a very practical, we almost call it a bit of a handbook, but it's meant to get everyone on the same page. And we had somebody that said this, I thought it was a good reflection, that this is a book that anyone on the adoption or foster parenting journey or thinking about it needs to know. And then this is also a book that support systems need to know as well in order to support our families well. And so, yeah, we just wrote something that was very eyes wide open that encompassed the whole journey and got everybody on the same page because, I, you know, a lot of my replanted families would tell me when they told their family and their church, like, hey, we're going to we're gonna foster, we're, we're choosing the adoption journey. They were so enthusiastic, right? Like, yes, we're here for you. Like, let us know what you need. And then, like, three months later, 90% of their support had vanished because people didn't know what to do, or then they would see some of the behavioral challenges our kids are going through because of their trauma, and they would just slowly, like, kind of vanish, right? And that's so hurtful to our families and to our kids, too. Uh, so we wanted to write a book that really empowered people to say, hey, we need to show up, and we need to do this consistently. We need to do this in a way that's really helpful and loving and caring towards our families. Jen, the book came out back in March. What's the response been like? Yeah, so we, we have had a lot of feedback, actually. It's been really positive. I think, you know, we've had a lot of different people, parents, churches, and agency workers reading the book and saying, like, wow, this is this is one of the needs to be a required reading for anybody that's on the, on the journey or supporting families on the journey. Uh, so we've had we've had a lot of really positive feedback on it, uh, which is you know which is great because we really wanted it to be a helpful resource for our families. So um, yeah, so it's been good. So we've had a lot of people like organizations, foster care and adoption agencies now buying the bulk, you know the the book in bulk uh, to give to their families that are saying yes to this um, because well, that's we know a great if idea. We can, if we, yeah, if we can get families like give them this and they kind of know what they're walking into eyes wide open. It's going to set them on a different trajectory uh, with the support that they need. And hopefully, you know, will will help them be set up for, for thriving, you know, versus surviving. <laughs> We've had such a great conversation this morning with Jen Randerhook, and it's been such a good conversation that we're going to continue it again tomorrow with part two. That's right. Join us tomorrow right here on Connections.